Good evening. It is now 7.30 p.m. in Vancouver. Just had one of those really magical days at the office in my girlfriend's apartment in Victoria. It's been really neat coming here. I'm going to give a moment for some people to jump on and do a little bit of interaction engagement because I'm going to be doing some Q&A. had a lot, a lot of questions are coming up, a lot of new things from the content you've been watching, uh, your experiences in life, in isolation, social distancing, you're bumping up against, you know, all of the things that you've, that, that you've been putting away, you've been putting aside, they're showing up right now. Welcome. Just let me know where you're tuning in from. Hey, Elizabeth, let me know where you're tuning in from. I want this to be as interactive and engaging as possible. Um, I do have something I definitely want to share based on a question from somebody in this community. And I want you to really engage because the intention after this, like every single one of our broadcasts is, instead of content on social media being used to distract you from yourself, what I'm liking, to, what I'm inten uh, intentionally doing is giving you content that consistently brings you back into yourself, that makes you think, what's up, Michael Horowitz? My good buddy Michael is here. I'm glad to see Michael. I went to chiropractic school with him back in Toronto ages ago, uh, back in the 90s, late 90s. Holy crap, dude, we're getting old. He's also a chiropractor in the city. Stick around, dude. I have some uh, interesting things I want to share based on a question that came up. But uh, at first, I want you to tell me when, where you're signing in from, where you're, just where you're located. Just tell me where you're located, uh, and uh, I will give you a shout out. Tell me what question that you have, what's been the biggest thing that's been pressing on your mind. Uh, and this content basically is, del is delivered for the sole purpose of helping you reconnect to yourself. So what I wanted to answer was a question regarding someone called and was just like in a really dark place. She went through a divorce a couple years ago. There was a infidelity that happened. And her partner is with somebody else and that somebody else was one of her really close friends. And it was heartbreaking because uh, they're, you know, it, it, they have two kids. So it's like, you know, you're, it's, it's, you're in your face, right? And so the question she had, she was in tears and she was really in a rough place. And she said, how do I stop these triggers from happening? How do I stop? Hey, Eleanor, what's going on, sister from Quebec? Salut, lo. Lo, lo, lo. Salut, lo. The question was, how do I stop these triggers from happening? Let me know if you've ever been triggered by infidelity. If you've been in relationships, you've been in a situation. Hey, Danny, Monica, nice to see you. If you've been in a situation where, where are you tuning in from? If you've been in a situation where you've had infidelity, uh, then you're in good company, and I want to help you with this. She's judging herself because triggers are starting to come up. Now, what are your triggers? It's wise for us to really understand what they are. This word keeps coming up. Everyone's talking about it. I decided to capitalize and say, uh, right here, right now, absolutely. Um, I decided to educate people on what that is. 
what most people think is a trigger is this uncomfortable feeling that we don't know it's so uncomfortable that the person that's in front of us that elicits that response causes such a disgusting feeling inside of us that what we do is we tend to avoid that person because we tend to project the blame onto that person you made me feel this way anytime you use the word you made me feel this way uh, you are now what you're doing is you're blaming an external for an internal response and <clears throat> Viktor Frankl uh, said <clears throat> between stimulus and response there's a space and in that space uh, we have the uh, we have the power to choose and in that choice lies our freedom and so the entire point of all of this training is to help make you aware of that gap between stimulus and response what up Kave John that gap between stimulus and response and your goal is to separate it separate that space why would you want to do that <clears throat> why would you can you take a guess write down in the comment section why would you want to separate that gap between stimulus and response why is that important why is that important think about it because if we don't that stimulus happens and then we respond we don't have response we have reaction and you have grown up in an environment or around people who had no space between stimulus and response and the stimulus happened and there was a reaction and usually that reaction comes from a wound that reaction comes from a place of a lack of resource and what happens is that wound because of the reaction boom creates wounds for others around us which is how you had your parents wounds downloaded onto you creating this sense of a wound which basically is a separation from yourself a wound is a separation from yourself a trauma is a separation from yourself a, 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 a belief the separation from yourself a, an overstimulation that causes the nervous system to dysregulate and from the unconscious mind go up into the conscious mind and then create a story to explain that feeling and that story usually ends up with saying I'm not enough I'm not good enough I'm not worthy of love and so what ends up happening is we carry those wounds around us around with us and then we bump up against them in other relationships which mirror which we carry it with us which mirror that primitive relationship and then boom lo and behold every trigger what's happening is we're blaming another person it's just that what we don't know is that there's a whole unconscious story that's happening in that between stimulus and response and that entire story is I'm not enough that's what every one of your triggers are bringing up and in studying this in studying that the neuroscience of that space between stimulus and response and teaching first myself how to expand that space what ends up happening is your relationship with yourself starts to change you start to commit to becoming an observer of your thoughts as they come up you allow them to come up and you don't have to become them you see them but you don't have to be them 
And when you don't have to be them, you start to create a sense of agency, choice in your life. And choice to, for what? You can choose your outcomes. You can choose who you're going to be. You can choose how you're going to respond. With that choice, you become response-able, able to respond rather than react. And when you can do that, you now have what why this is so important is this is the neuroscience of being able to create your life exactly as you choose because the only thing stopping you from having that life is your reactivity in a moment when you get triggered and it shows up a lot more than you know it shows up when you go to a job interview your reactivity your inability to regulate that reaction the anxiety, the panic attack is just a prolonged trigger. That's all it is. That you haven't yet learned how to regulate yet. That's what anxiety is. Anxiety basically is a trigger that has now gone a long longer. And if you learn how to unpack it, you learn how to regulate it, you learn how to get access to the feeling underneath it, you now have control over your mind rather than your mind and your body controlling you you think you have control of your life you think you have agency or choice in creating your future the problem is is you don't you are unconsciously like most of us driven by our unconscious mind which is our body which is our childlike brain our child brain this is the neocortex this is the limbic system and this is the brain stem and this is the Dan Siegel's hand model of the brain this is the adult brain this is the child brain and when you get triggered this part goes offline when you get in sympathetic nervous system dominance that goes offline when you get into dorsal vagal shutdown which I've spoken of in earlier trainings when your nervous system completely becomes overstimulated and then goes and plays dead to cut away from feeling this part, the thinking mind, the part that's creative, the part that you design your life with, the part that you have empathy with, the part that you have bonding and connection with, goes completely offline in service of protecting you, keeping you safe and separate from other people. And if you look around right now, everybody around you, in case you haven't noticed, let me know if you can relate to this, the case you have, in case you haven't noticed, most people are operating like this. I went hiking up Mount Douglas today just to train for an event that's happening in August and everybody like it's gone to the point where we're social distancing but people aren't even looking each other in the eyes. We're so scared of one another. We're terrified of one another. We're walking around if you haven't noticed completely offline in our adult brains and our childlike brains are in charge and in, if you're at this part is in charge you're not able to contribute anything meaningful to the conversation to the world to all of the changes to a, a global uh, a, a community a, a community of yours that really need you to be your adult self that's offline and so that's what the trigger is and so earlier my client was was really struggling because she was judging her triggers so how do you I'm gonna give you the greatest tool right now right away
that's going to help you mitigate the trigger not to become trigger less remember please get this people message me all the time oh my god why do I get triggered I want to stop getting triggered trigger proof does not mean trigger less it means response able not reactive and the more you suppress it and make your trigger wrong the more you're making your younger self who's just begging for you to return to them the more you're making them wrong try this you've been listening to the trigger proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world which is nervous system regulation becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less it means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds anytime there's reactivity there's a wound and if you're curious and inspired to learn more join us at breathwork and badassery or the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work there's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma it didn't start with you but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. It's on right now. Take a moment, put your hand over your heart. Take three breaths, completely surrendering the exhale. Feel the constriction. Feel it, hold it up. Surrender the exhale. Feel the parasympathetic nervous system kicking in, putting the brakes on all of your activation and bringing you back into your body one more time deep breath in feel the expansion surrender the exhale <sighs> on that exhale feel that nervous system just go amazing all within your breath and I want you to repeat this mantra I'm willing to be scared I'm willing to be triggered I'm willing to use my triggers to connect deeper with myself. I'm done fighting with myself. I'm done judging myself. I'm done making my triggers wrong. I'm here to embrace every part of me, even the parts I haven't been able to look at. I'm on a quest to have completion with them. And the first step to expanding the space between stimulus and response is to embrace your trigger. Is to not be triggerless, is to be responsible, response able, able to respond. When you do, you're not doubling down on triggers. Watch this. I get something happens outside of me. I get triggered. Ah, I get angry, and then here's me being triggered, and then here's me 
getting angry and judging myself for being triggered. So this is resistance and now I'm resisting the resistance. I'm literally doubling up the self-blame, the self-criticism, the judgment. I'm now judging myself and now suppressing myself even more. And it's not your fault if you do that. It's happened since you were a child. When an emotion came up, you turn around and make it wrong and say, quiet, don't cry, be good, be good. Have a um, Hasidic Jew who just signed on to start working with us. And this is very common in religion. Be a good boy, be good, do good. Why? Why is that? What, what message does that give a child? Be good. What message does that give a child? The message is do exactly what I say because if you don't I'm gonna withdraw love from you and your whole self is unworthy of love. I'm not making a parent wrong for saying that. It's all with the right intention. This is the message of the, in the unconscious mind of a child this is what comes up. We see it again and again and again, especially in strict upbringings where it's this or this, right? So tell everyone it's normal to work every single day to get trigger proof, never really trigger less. It's okay to work every single day. It is okay to work every single day. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Yeah. So Essentially, what I'm trying to say is to expand that space between stimulus and response, you get a stimulus, something on the outside happens, you have bad news, you get triggered. If you turn around and you shame yourself for it, you don't have any space. But what happens is when it happens, if you turn around and instead of judging yourself, you put your hand on your chest and realize it's a younger part of you and you say, it's okay. I see you. I totally see you, Nima. Like, I get why you got so upset when they did that. Makes total sense. What happens is, it doesn't justify poor behavior. It just helps you make sense of it so you're not more activated, triggered, and anxious, self-judging, abandoning, blaming, and shaming yourself. Jabs, as my good friend Dr. Russell Kennedy says is that as soon as you get triggered you're gonna jabs yourself judge abandon blame and shame and that does not help you in the in the journey it actually hinders your growth so how do you stop these triggers from happening you don't you don't have control over your feelings you have some agency and say over how you respond however to shame them when the feelings come up actually diminishes your outcome. It's like telling a child, don't cry! Keep your voice down! Don't cry! Shush! It's conditioned. The Christmas song, you better not shout, you better not pout, you better not cry, I'm telling you why. Because your feelings are not valid to me. That's the message your childlike self has been conditioned to get. And the first step towards healing it is to understand that and to have a big feeling come up and to be able to embrace yourself in it 
will allow you to then become a better parent to your child who's having big feelings and because you can't handle it and you don't know how to hold space for them you'll say don't cry don't cry I'm recommending that you not do that to them I'm recommending you help them make sense of their emotions but first you must make sense of yours I'm really looking forward to for you to join us um, I'll just see if I have the link here I'm just dropping the link in the comment section right now Sunday we're doing breath work it's a group on zoom group call it's only five bucks it's a two and a half hour journey which only an hour of its breath work the other half will be coaching and inner child meditation to help you connect with your child mind and then drop into a breath work where you get to interact with that part of you and really feel a connection to yourself and then afterwards we share in a community our insights our healing and an insight that you have that you share might really transform somebody else there's well over 70 people that are coming from all over the world from Dubai to New Zealand to United States to Canada to South America to Spain it's mind-blowing I'm gonna encourage that you're there that you show up and start to develop the and, and get the experience it will be an experience I promise you and it's the start of a new kind of uh, rolling out a new um, kind of offer for this community to constantly have a place to come back into yourself every single one of these transmissions will help awaken you to what's going on around you your tendency to detach and to abandon yourself and the encouragement to come back home into your body does that make sense the work is never ending absolutely you're right Eleanor you're right so please join us Eleanor I'd love to see you jump in register and think of five more people who need to hear this message and I urge you if you care about them invite them into this group number one number two I want you to think back to your why why are you doing this why are you making your nervous system and your healing a priority what's at stake who gets to win by seeing the most healed and less bitter most uh, loving version of you who wins I want to know their names write down their names of the people don't say my kids write down the specific names of the people I want to see who who this is for who are you dedicating this for who are you dedicating the practice of returning to self the practice of centering the practice of stillness the practice of equanimity the practice of love the practice of gratitude the most important practice in this time that you can totally do beyond anything this is what I'm this is my invitation to you and we'll see you see you tomorrow uh, morning for another transmission tomorrow at uh, I believe it's 11 a.m. Pacific I'm gonna come back with another one are there questions that you have please post them in the group any questions that you have the content that I'm making is basically for you so if you have any questions I'm here to serve the community uh, and you're a part of it if you're here and if this is your first time you've just been invited 
from someone, it's because they really love you. It's because they want you to heal. It's because they want you to grow. It's because they want you to awaken from any kind of detachment, dissociation, uh, uh, unconsciousness that that it would make sense that you're a part of because of the collective dysregulation happening. But something beautiful is available to you when you first put the oxygen mask on yourself. Start to regulate yourself. All of a sudden that panic goes away. You start to see things a lot more clearer and you start to see opportunity to help serve other people. And there's a lot of need for you right now. I really want to encourage you to make this a priority. Click on that link, and I really hope to see you next week. Uh, sorry, this Sunday or Monday morning. I believe it's 5 a.m. for those of you in Sydney and Brisbane because of the daylight savings thing. And uh, I really look forward to guiding you. I'm your guide on the side. In your hero's journey, you are the hero, and I get to be your guide back into yourself. This is the greatest gift that I enjoy. Let me know if you have any I'm going to create a video to answer it. I'm here to serve you. Think of a few people that you know really need to be in this group and participating. Add them into the uh, add them into the group and we'll see you tomorrow. Let me know what landed for you on this call. It's Nick. Make sure you watch for